0: Welcome to another episode of the Replant Boot Camp Podcast, the boots on the ground podcast for replanters by replanters, with your host Bob Bickford and Jimbo Stewart here in the trenches with you, doing the gritty and glorious work of replanting dying churches. This podcast is sponsored by One Eighty Digital, the church website and branding partner you need to help move your church forward. Celebrate good times, come on, yeah! All right, Bob, in twenty twenty. It seems like the Arkansas Razorbacks have just decided to make this their year.
1: <laughs> we have and we we took it to Old Miss this last weekend which was awesome and Jimbo I, I here's the debate in my mind. We either have a much improved football team or it's just another 2020 2020 event.
0: <laughs> my favorite have you, do you follow the Arkansas Razorbacks on Twitter? No. Oh, you need to, man! They have been okay. gold. They've been trolling. Right. So they, so after uh, you guys beat Mississippi State, they trolled Mike Leach with some really creatively <laughs> thing about pirates or something. And then after beating Ole Miss, they they had a Thomas the Train trolling the Lane Train for Ole Miss. I mean, really, the, the you got to follow. You look for it and put it in the show notes for us. Some of the okay. fun things that the Arkansas, whoever they have doing Twitter is, is related to whoever's doing Wendy's Twitter, right? There's, there's some good, funny snarky stuff going on with the Arkansas Razorbacks. I've I've been enjoying seeing what they've done after each win. Um, One of my favorites, Uh, one of my favorites wasn't from them was somebody else said the Ole Miss quarterback uh, just threw another pass and I intercepted it. (laughs) It
1: was amazing. So we've got in our congregation, Deacon Jerry, is from Mississippi State, and he's, he talks like he's from Mississippi, which is awesome. I love it. Yeah. And then two of our younger guys, Parker and Mike, are graduates of Ole Miss, and so we've had both of them back-to-back, right? So I texted Deacon Jerry and kind of was giving him some business about the game, and then I text, uh, texted Mike and Parker on Saturday and was kind of, you know, razzing them about the game. And so we have a good friend, really, friendly rivalry going in our church, the Groves Church, with some SEC football stuff. So it's been a lot of fun lately. Oh, that's excellent.
0: Well, speaking of celebrating, I think uh, it's a good thing to talk about as we continue on in the process of talking about change leadership and what change leadership looks like. And so going through, I won't recap all of the steps that we've talked about, but we've talked about Stop and pray. We've talked about building a team, divining and confronting reality. We'll list out all the steps that we've come to at this point in the show notes. But one of the things I think is really important at this point, Bob, and John Cotter points this out, and others point this out, is the importance of creating momentum through some easy wins. It can feel a little bit self like. A big vision is really exciting and can kind of get you going right off the bat. But because it's a big vision, it may take you a really long time to actually accomplish and get to that vision. And sometimes what happens is people get discouraged along the way because they feel like it's just not happening fast enough. Uh, We're not really getting where we said we were going to go. And I think there can be a really good benefit in having some small wins along the way. That's right.
1: You got to tee things up. And I mean, just think about your your child. You celebrate their first few steps. Before you celebrate their first few steps, you celebrate the fact that they're standing or that they've pulled up on the coffee table. And then the next thing you know, they're running through the house and you're probably not celebrating that anymore. You're just trying to keep up and catch them. And so same thing can be true with our, our revitalizations, our replants. We're going to move from, from inertia to motion, and it's going to be Some starts and stops, and it's going to be some struggles. So we have to encourage our church to keep going, and even when they miss it, miss it, um, we just need to celebrate the try. Right? Hey, we tried. We actually, uh, we got together. We organized well. We prayed. We, you know, we tried. And I think it's super important for morale. Right? Just to, to help people understand that look, we weren't doing anything, and so the win here is that we did something, and that helps people stay engaged and stay encouraged.
0: Yeah, I think it's similar to like what Dave Ramsey talks about when he does his thing with debt snowball. He he tells you don't try to get super complicated and calculate the the best and you know what are which is the highest interest rate and going after that and there are ways that make more mathematical sense than his debt snowball, but what his debt snowball process of paying off whatever the lowest balance is first does it gives you that win it gives you that emotional win or with weight loss right if, if you've got to lose 60 pounds then that seems like such a daunting number but if you'll if you'll think through okay i need to lose five pounds over the next two weeks or the next month or or you set kind of some more realistic, attainable, you know, things that happen a little faster than it gives you something to celebrate along as you go. Even in Alcoholics Anonymous, they'll talk about starting out with just one day at a time. Don't worry about 10 years of sobriety. Don't worry about whatever. Just want, let's just today. How did, how did today, can we find a win? And, and so finding in ways that you can to create that and things that, you know, you can win at and when it just trying, like you said, you know, Clifton has been talking a lot about what he's been doing at Linwood. And I think he's done a great job of this early on with a church of three people when he got there. And so he got some partners to help them have some pretty quick, easy wins with doing a movie night and a free garage sale at the church in ways that. And I love the way Clifton puts it. We don't do those events to get the church to come, the community to come to our church but to get our church into the community. And if that's the win, then you do those things and you can celebrate that man. Praise God. We were able to do that. Praise God. We were able to see this happen through that ministry event and it becomes not only easy wins, but it also gets your mind off of internal things and starts to point you in an external focus.
1: Right. In many ways, the the church has, it's either felt like it's, it's just been surviving and you really don't, I mean, I guess in some ways, you know, if you're in a really bad spot, th- that is a win. Oh my gosh, we survived, right? You know, if we're lost at sea, if the plane is in a nosedive, if we, you know, spun out and hydroplaned on the highway and we didn't die, then we celebrate that. But but most churches are not experiencing the radical swings of life and death on a given Sunday. They're just kind of experiencing the monotony of just church as it is. Mm-hmm. So they don't celebrate much, right? And in these small wins, these doing new things and people staying together or people planning and being, being a part of it, seeing people get active that haven't been active in a while, or seeing actually some people be blessed in some ways is, is just a great way to get forward momentum uh, happening in your congregation. And it's not just busyness for business sake. It Mm -hmm. is, it is doing something within purpose and intentionality of a greater goal of reactivating that church towards the proclamation in the demonstration of the gospel?
0: Yeah, I think it's seeing change happen in the hearts of the people Mm -hmm. through the action of service. I know real early on, a big win for us was an event we were able to do at a local apartment complex. And I had had worked hard to really prepare our people for what does it look like to, to actively pursue and do this in the right way. And I'll never forget a lady in her 60s coming to me really with tears welling up in her eyes of joy, telling me that she had shared the gospel for the first time in her entire life. And wow. I mean, she, she didn't see somebody get saved. There wasn't revival breaking out. But that's that's a huge deal to see somebody who's been going to church for pretty much their entire life and had never really taken that step. And even though we didn't see someone get saved that night because of what she did, and something changed in her heart because she took that step. And so we celebrated that win, asked her to share that testimony before the church, of what it was like to be nervous and, and to feel like, man, this is so scary. But to actually get out there and do that and give the members ownership of ministering to that community where God has put that church and celebrating it as a win, It just moves everything in the right direction.
1: Yeah. So we've been talking about, you know, we've kind of hinted at missional wins, but there's some even more practical kinds of wins that it can be experienced in the early life of a replant. So, for instance, um, taking a a nursery room that has never been used uh, in, in, you know, the last 10, 15 years, cleaning it out, getting rid of all the dangerous toys all the spiders, putting a new fresh coat of paint in there, buying some new toys and, you know, some new fixtures and furnishings and getting it ready. And then actually seeing kids go into that room is a big win. And so some guys I've seen, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll celebrate a guys, here's the vision. We're going to, we're going to have some young families come. And sometimes it's the young family's already there because the pastor's the one who brought the kids. Right. And so it's like, Hey, we need to kind of get this room ready. And and then, so the church goes up on a Saturday, they paint the building, they clean, you take pictures of that. And I just encourage guys, man, take pictures of that, take video of that, show that to the church. The next Sunday, put that in the newsletter, the, the bulletin, whatever you can do, and celebrate the fact that you guys have now prepared a place for young families to bring their kids where they'd be loved, where they'll feel safe, etc. And that's a win. The church gets behind that and they feel good about that. So you you- You've moved them from nothing to mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing where, you know, maybe you have created a welcome center and it could be as simple as a table in the lobby, right? With some good information and some like coffee or a gift or something, that's a win as well. You could run a Facebook ad and, and then you find that maybe some people saw that and they came to your church, celebrate that as a win. I think there's some small things on the way towards missional activity, like a a member who's never shared their faith to share their faith or to do an outreach event like a movie night or a free garage sale or a trunk or tree, those sorts of things. Um, The the church that's not been doing anything begins to move towards something by small steps of accomplishing little things along the way. And so, so however we can structure those those wins are super important. And my my encouragement to the guys listening is start with a small one, start with an easily attainable one, and then move up from there progressively. And so you're not just planning one of these a year, you're planning several of these over the the quarters that you're going to experience. And, and really, that gets the church moving, gets
0: the church doing something. Yeah, I think if you could find something every Sunday to celebrate. Now that doesn't mean you have to have an event every Sunday. One of the great things for not all of our listeners are Southern Baptist, but one of the great things about being Southern Baptist is the, the cooperative efforts of missions. And, and here's the, (laughs) there's, there's some pretty quick, easy wins. If you give to Annie Armstrong and if you give to Lottie moon, uh, man, if if you got to do that, man, pull, pull those out of the hat. And, and celebrate that we are a part of a missional group that is sending, and so if you're not Southern Baptist, you need to be a part of some network that does that, whether that's your denomination or a mission organization that you partner with. Some of your finances need to go out into things that have nothing to do with your church, and these are ways that we can celebrate very easily. It's just by demonstrating what it means to steward the resources God has given us well to be on mission. And so if you're even if you are a part of Southern Baptist or you're not and you're trying to figure something out, maybe there is a church plant in your community, in your city, in your area, or something like that that you could you could pull up some money and and help serve somebody. There's a church right now I'm consulting with that needs to be replanted. They're struggling financially, they're struggling with attendance. But I've got a great interim guy there who has served our association well and is serving in that church. And he had them take up a love offering for a church planter last week, and was able to really bless that church planter in a in a in a way that you'd be surprised the church that size was able to do it. And he did a great job of really maximizing that win of what it what it is to just move forward in kingdom work. You said something, Bob. I want to echo. You said that these wins. Uh, are on the way to where we're trying to go. And that would be one thing I would encourage you to make sure of is that the wins that you are cultivating and celebrating are actually moving you towards your end goals, where you're trying to get to that vision that you've already communicated. Make sure that these things are moving us in that direction. Don't fall into the trap of just celebrating things just to celebrate them. I think we should celebrate as much as we can possibly celebrate. Man, create a culture of celebration of constantly pointing to where God is at work because this is hard, difficult, and slow work, and we need to make sure that we stay as encouraged as possible along the way.
1: Yeah, the the worst thing you can do, or one of the one of the challenging things, is um, is to set so high a bar that. That you never attain anything, or you set too high bar. You try, you miss, and then you get mad about it or frustrated by it. And uh, or like you mentioned, you you could you could set wins or goals. You're you're making gains, but they're not leading you towards your overall mission. So, I think the the guys would do well just to we all do well just to kind of think, okay, where where do we feel like we want to go as a church? What has God called us to do? Understand that put put that down in writing kind of get some information about that and then reverse engineer from there and to say well, what would be one of the very first easy steps for us to start heading in that direction right what how could we how could we achieve one step towards that goal and again if you if you're challenged in thinking through that and you feel like you have been in the the mix of the 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 church for so long that you're having a hard time seeing that you could make even a step in that right direction. Sit down with a friend, another replanter, or a church planter, or your associational missional strategist, or your state convention revitalization uh, leader. So there's there's plenty of guys out there that can help you. And one of the things that's really super great about our relationships in the Southern Baptist Convention of Southern Baptist is we have guys who we can reach out to that are for us and that want to help us. And uh, what I have seen, and I think what I have benefited from, is just a bunch of brothers who are for me and believe in me and want to see us succeed as a church. And it sometimes it really helps to take uh, to get an outside perspective and view of what my church is doing and what God's called us to do. And then a guy can say, "Oh yeah, I totally agree." Here are three things I think you could do right away, right now, to move in that right direction. And What's true for for me, Jimbo, is I'm dealing with the weight of pastoral ministry, the frustrations of us not being where I want us to be, the pastoral care and counseling load, the challenges of normal family life, cars breaking down, kids misbehaving, you know, me being insensitive with my wife, and all those sorts of things. And so I can get in a place of personal defeat Mm -hmm. that caused me to stay in a place of pastoral defeat, and when I'm in that place, I need a brother who's engaged in ministry to come alongside me who can see things that I can't see about my situation in my church.
0: Yeah, that's so important to get an outside perspective on that. Obviously, there's a benefit in getting outside perspective on things we can improve if we've become nose blind. Um, mm-hmm. But also if we've become discouraged, there can there can be such a blessing in a Barnabas that can come and just be encouraging and just say, Hey, let me, let me just point out some things that maybe you're not seeing that, that can be celebrated that God is already doing that, or some things that you could do that wouldn't be difficult and wouldn't take a whole lot of, of capital or, or time and that you could, you could do as easy wins to help you. And sometimes some of those are in facility things. And, and so I think facilities are a good thing to find some wins in, but don't fall into the trap of only updating facilities. Make sure that as you are doing the facility stuff, that you're also doing missional stuff, that you're doing discipleship stuff, that there are are, are things, because ultimately, if your facilities disappear, your mission doesn't change. But part of what you have at the moment, most likely, is a facility in need of lots of deferred maintenance. And I don't know about you but in some of those difficult times I I found some encouragement and energy just in being able to see some things get improved physically and I thought man if nothing else <laughs> at least at least I'm leaving these facilities better than I found them. It, no. Here's an easy one. If your
1: church smells like an old basement or dingy uh house get some air freshener mm-hmm. and uh freshen that bad boy up. That's, that's a real, that's an easy win for like three bucks. Okay. Then the next win is attack one of the rooms that you just, you know, that everybody has dumped something in and clear that out. Like just small things along the way will really start to make a big difference. I think that the things um, that I see guys do that, that are challenging for them. And I see this in my own kids when they were in the house, they have so much to do. They get overwhelmed. And they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Then when I try to suggest as the par- as a parental consultant, right, I come into their life, I kind of survey the scene, and I hear that they're emotional, and they're frustrated, and they're overwhelmed, and blah, blah, blah. And at that point, I'll just say, well, have you thought about doing this one thing? And so most of the time, it takes me saying that in about 15 different ways, in order for them to, to agree to even open their mind to the possibility they could do something different. Well, I just want to say as pastors, we get there too, right? And I've talked to brothers and I'll suggest a a couple of things to them. And man, it's just like, okay, here we go. For the next hour, I've got to suggest, you know, intermittently, here are two or three things that you consider, could consider to help move the church forward or things you could celebrate. And I've got to wade through, you know, about an hour's worth of, frustration from them perhaps. And so if you're the frustrated brother, here, here let me say this in grace. Get over it quickly. <laughs> right. Just like, get over it. We're on the same team. I'm for you. The DOM is for you. Your church planning friend is for you. Jimbo and I are for you. We're for you. So get over it and start moving forward. And even if in in because here's the reality you're not seeing, you and your church aren't moving forward because you're in a mindset where you can't see anything good, right? So take the good that someone else sees and take a step Mm. and try it. And if you want to call me wrong, I'll buy you lunch. Like you try it and it doesn't work, I'll buy you lunch and then tell you that I'm sorry. But the reality is sometimes we can be such negative Nancys, we get into a, a, you know, a, a place where we just don't want to try anything and you just want to complain and say, just don't do that. I mean, don't be that guy. Right. Suck it up buttercup. There you go. I should say negative Ned too. So I don't want to always pick on Nancy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Negative Ned. Bring up the passage I love to bring up to my kids in Philippians where Paul says, do all things without grumbling and complaining. It's a good bit. No, but you do need to find somebody to vent to if that's what you need to do. If that's what you need to do in order to build the bridge and get over it, then find somebody, a safe person to vent to. But make sure that that's in the process of helping you move things forward and figuring out those things to do uh, and find as many things to celebrate as you possibly can. Find as many ways to celebrate those things as you possibly can. Have other people share testimonies on stage. Have them do the closing or opening announcements and say, Hey, before I give these announcements, I just want to tell you, I had the opportunity to love my neighbor well this week or, or whatever, whatever it is, find ways to publicly communicate and celebrate those wins in as many ways as you can put it in your sermon, put it in the newsletter, put it on your social media, figure out ways to make sure that people know that what we're doing, there's hope here, and we're moving in the right direction. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Replant Bootcamp Podcast, a resource for replanters by replanters. If you enjoyed this episode or found it to be helpful for you and your ministry, please help us get the word out by subscribing, sharing, and leaving us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. This podcast is sponsored by 180 Digital. 180 Digital is a team of design, development, and marketing experts that love working with churches big and small. Check out 180.church, O-M-E-E e-i-g-h-t-y.church to learn more about how 180 can help your church move forward.